1: Good morning, sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, November 7th. Welcome to the gymnasium. Phone number here is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. Hope everyone's having a great week. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1.
0: If you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 877 247 1585. 877 247 1585. 877 247 1585. Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back to the Jimmy B Sports Show, fans. Talking a little bit about the Bucs this weekend. Full slate of NFL games. If you were able to watch the game this past week against the Giants, we were able to hang on. 25 23 victory, which put our season record at 6 and 2, uh, which is one game ahead of the Saints at 5 and 2, who we coincidentally play this weekend. That's going to be the game of the week, in my opinion. We're going to go through all the games here, but I just want to say that I think the Bucks are um, in their short-lived new format of a team, the way they've revamped everything. This is the biggest game of the year coming against the Saints team. Drew Brees uh, was limited at practice this week. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with him, how his arm's going to be with that shoulder. Do the Bucks have to adjust their uh, defensive plan a little bit, maybe step it up. You know, on the defensive side of the ball, not just uh, the Saints, but the Bucks will be coming after Breeze as well. And the Saints, for that matter, are going to be coming after uh, Tom Brady. So it's going to be a great matchup. Who knows? Maybe we'll even see Jameis come into the game. How would that be for a turn of events? would love to hear your thoughts on on all those things. Again, eight seven seven four four eight. Seven nine zero one is the number here. Talking about the um, Bucks right now, I know that uh, Ali Marpet has officially been ruled out for Sunday's game due to the concussion protocol that um, he was in a several weeks ago. What does that mean for the Bucks? Well, quite honestly, the most important thing that the Bucks have to do this week is to their offensive line give Brady enough time to utilize the weapons that he has. And as we talk about those weapons in a second here, it's vitally important that the Saints are able to stay away from him so that he's able to take a couple steps back, maybe a a few steps to the right and find one of his offensive receivers, whether it be a tight end, a wide receiver, uh, a running back coming out of the backfield, whatever that may be. Uh, I think that's going to be the key to the Bucks' victory is the amount of time that they give Brady to be able to maneuver back there. The Saints have a great defense. They will be coming after our quarterback, which without saying is going to be, uh, I think, the key to the game. If you also look at what Tampa Bay has for weapons right now— um, you have the first game where you have Godwin back. He's going to play even though he had surgery on a broken thumb. He's been able to catch the ball. They have a specially made splint for him. Um, as long as he's able to you know, endure some of the pain that's going to come along with it, he'll be able to be in there and play. And He's a pretty tough guy. I look for him to be out there. Um, and, of course, you have uh, Evans who will be on the other side. And now we have Antonio Brown, which we'll talk about in a second here as a third receiver. Um, and then you have Gronkowski running across the middle. You have Fournette, and Jones coming out of the backfield. How many weapons? How many weapons do we need? Um, it's This is really going to be very interesting to see. We've been moving right along. Like I mentioned, the record is 6-2. and two. Um, We talked about Antonio Brown coming to this team as maybe an insurance policy, if you will. Um, I'm anxious to see how he plays into the scheme of things. I I don't want him to ruin the momentum that we have, the team chemistry that we have right now. Um, I'm not even sure that we need Antonio Brown with what we have going on on the offensive side of the ball. Of course, like I said in last week's show, I believe that one of the reasons we got him is so that someone else wouldn't. You know, Saying all that, I, I think that He does have the skills, obviously, to help this team in situations that they haven't been able to sometimes in the past, such as getting beyond the defense, such as stretching it. Sometimes if Brady has enough time and you have Brown going deep, you have Evans on the other side, you have Godwin running a short pattern, you have uh, Gronk going down the seam, you have Jones coming out of the backfield, Fournette uh, coming out of the other side. The, The weapons are just... There for the taking for us on the offensive side of the ball, as long as Brady has enough time to utilize those weapons. As far as Brown goes, I'm gonna um, you know, expect him to just keep his mouth shut and slowly get into this um, scheme of things with the offense. I look for him to pretty much not say award, except, you know, nice catch, good play, all that stuff. So uh, I'm sure he has a short lease. And uh, I I don't think he'll cause any issues at this point. My only concern, like I have said all along, is the team chemistry. I'm not quite sold on the fact that we need him in the locker room based on his uh, previous years uh, of his exploitations along the way. Um, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt at this point and just hope that we're able to continue our success. As far as the game itself, like I said, Breeze has banged up um, his shoulder. It's going to be interesting to see if he has the power to be able to you know, hit some of those passes that he's going to be needing to make against the Bucs to be able to make it a good game. Um, I'm not sure if he does. I'm sure they'll probably shoot him up before the game. It's not really a good idea to ever do for a quarterback with a shoulder, but most likely that's what he'll do. He's been kept out of practices for the most part this week or very limited action, I should say, in the practices. But uh, nonetheless, he is Drew Brees, and he and Brady go back and forth with total number of uh, touchdowns. So it it should be interesting to see what happens in that game. It's the Sunday night game. I do think it's the best game of the week, and I look for – um, I look for the Bucks to get some revenge on the loss that they had earlier in the season. It was their first game. They were nowhere near the team then that they are now. So I do look for Tampa Bay to come back and win this game. Um, I think that as long as Brady's able to, um, you know, I don't want to say keep everyone happy on offense, but be able to spread the ball around enough to keep the Saints defense off guard I'm confident that our defense will be able to step up and play a better game here in week nine than we did in week one against the Saints. Love to hear your comments. Again, the uh, email is sports at power901.com. Phone number here, 877-448-7901. Let me know what you think. We'll be right back to talk more NFL this weekend. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
2: 800-943-2195 800-943-2195 That's 800-943-2195
0: now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power
1: 90.1 Talking some more NFL football this week. Of course, the NFC Game of the Week will be the Bucks and the Saints. As we just discussed, Michael Thomas is active for that one. Um, along with Breeze, after being limited in practice, like we talked about, the AFC game of the week, I believe, is going to be the Ravens at the Colts. Um, obviously, after the last couple of weeks, the Ravens have lost control of that AFC North division to the Steelers, and uh, you know MVP Lamar Jackson's making what I think are many many mistakes, and their passing game has been limited, even though. Their running game can still be dominant. Um, the Colts' defense—they're uh, making big plays over the f- all up and down the field. Honestly, Philip Rivers has played better than the first half of the uh, first nine games. So I think that when um, you look at everything, the Ravens are going to ground it out, and I think that uh, they're going to—if if Rivers can um, not turn the ball over—I think that the Ravens will win this game. Uh, and I think that's going to be the best game of the AFC this week. I'm going to give you the lock of the week. I think it's going to be um, uh, the Seahawks over the Bills. Um, if you look at both teams right now, the Seahawks uh, really just ripped through the 49ers defense. Uh, you now with a little help in the running game for Russell Wilson. So I, I think that uh, they do have a healthier backfield. I think Buffalo needs to really open things up. Josh Allen, he continues to fade. You know, he has one good game, then then a bad game, and he disappears. So I think the Seahawks' run defense is good, and the pass rush seems to be waking up a little bit, and I think that Pete Carroll will get another strong East Coast road trip out of his team again. I think that the Seahawks are going to win probably by about uh, seven points if I had to pick that one. Um, I'm going to give you the upset of the week. I think the Bears over the Titans. Uh, You know, that's a Sunday game at 1 o'clock. The Bears can struggle against the run, so obviously Derek Henry's going to keep the Titans in the game. But the concern is is that with the um, Bears' defense, Tannehill has little margin for error in the passing game. Um, because Tennessee's defense really isn't doing much to stop the other's teams. So if the Bears can contain Henry, I think they're going to get to Tannehill and force him to pass to make more mistakes. On the other side of the ball, of course, you have Nick Foles. Um, I think he should be pretty comfortable throwing all over the field. And he's also getting some very good backfield support from uh, David Montgomery. Um, big game this week, but that's going to be my upset uh, of the week. I'm going to take the Bears to win by a field goal uh, over the Tennessee Titans. We have the Giants at Washington. Uh, the Giants, of course, coming off a short week after losing to the Bucks. Um, they played the Bucs tough, no doubt. Um, they did lose. It was a short week, and um, you know I-, I think that they're probably feeling a little bit better about their offense, but. Um, I I don't think that when you look at the Giants and you look at Washington, uh, both those teams are pretty inept at this point. And I look for the uh, Redskins or the Washington football team, I should say, to uh, win that game, probably by about a field goal as as well. Lions at Vikings. That's also a one o'clock game on Sunday. Uh, The Lions got destroyed by the Colts running backs And uh, if you watched the game last week, Dalvin Cook just had a um, historic day against the Packers in both capacities. So, I mean, it's kind of a wash right there. But um, the Lions are going to be a little bit short on firepower without Matthew Stafford. Of course, if you followed, Stafford was put on the COVID-19 ineligible list. And um, Kenny Galladay has that hip injury. So, you know, I think it's going to open up some things for Kirk Cousins to uh, find both Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. So uh, I look for the Vikings to win that one, uh, probably by about four or six points. Panthers at the Chiefs, obviously, you know, I think that Christian McCaffrey is supposed to be coming back. Not sure if he will at this point, if he's eligible to play tomorrow. Um, even if he does, the way that the Chiefs are playing right now, it's, um, it's really uh, tough to develop a game plan to be able to stop, um, to be able to stop. So we have, um, I think we've on Bell now, running the ball, um, you know, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, along with Bell, you have Mahomes. Scrambling out of the pocket, finding things. I don't think that the, um, I don't think that anyone's going to be able to stop the Chiefs. So I do look for the Panthers to be in that same category and lose to the Chiefs, probably by a, a good fourteen, if not more, points. Uh, the other games you have, the Texans are playing at the Jaguars. They're both coming off bye weeks. Um, you know Houston still has Deshaun Sean Watson starting quarterback, so that's always that's always a plus, but um, you know I, I think that if you look at the whole the whole season so far with both these teams, I think the Texans are going to take advantage of the big quarterback edge and uh, be able to win this game uh, to gain some respectability under interim coach there Romeo Crennel. and I picked the Texans to win that one probably by about 10 points if I had a pick. Uh, Broncos at the Falcons, that's also a one o'clock game. Uh, I think the Falcons are going to win this one. I look for it to be a very close game. Drew Locke had a good breakout game, a game that he needs to be um, labeled the leader there. Uh, The Falcons, however, I mean, they're, they're starting to figure out maybe how to close out some tight games, a little bit more aggressive A little bit more active and some focus on some defense. I look for Matt Ryan to get Calvin Ridley back. And, of course, he and Julio Jones. You can't cover both those guys. So uh, I do think that if the Falcons can play some decent defense, they should be able to uh, win that game. Like I said, I think it's going to be close. They'll probably win by about a field goal. Uh, You have the Raiders at the Chargers. That game is going to be close as well, I feel. That's a 4 o'clock game. I think that the Raiders are going to end up um, winning. John Gruden has that team believing in themselves. They're just a grinded-out team. That's the way he plays. That's the way he coaches. Um, no, they don't really care about style points. They just want to score enough points to win. Uh, I think they're going to just keep Josh Jacobs on the ground, keep, keep running the game, keep grinding it out, and um, I think they're going to exploit some of the – uh, Chargers some weaknesses there in that secondary, so I uh, look for Derek Carr to definitely outdo Justin Herbert, and like I said, I look for the Raiders to win that one. Steelers undefeated at the Cowboys. Cowboys I believe are two and six. Uh, it's really a dumpster fire out there in Dallas this year. Um, the Steelers are going to try to improve to eight and zero and get halfway home to a uh, undefeated season. I don't think they'll go undefeated, but um, like I said, they're trying to get to eight uh, zero. You know, if, if you look at this game, I, I don't. I think um, Cooper Rush is going to probably start ahead of rookie Ben DiNucci. Uh, I don't think it matters who they start. I think that um, the Cowboys are trying to make some adjustments, see what they need to do. They're not going to win many games without a NFL starting quarterback. Teams are just too good. If you look at the Steelers, some of the big uh, wide receivers that they have, I don't believe that Dallas can contain them. And I, Roethlisberger, I think, is going to have a uh, good of a day as he wants to. And I think the Steelers have their way with the Cowboys and win by you know, probably 16 to 18 points. Uh, Dolphins at the Cardinals So Tua Tagalavia was out there And Kyler Murray Last time these guys met uh, Was in the 2018 Orange Bowl So they're not strangers to each other Uh, Tua started the first game last week And won Um, He won his starting debut But you know I I watched the game He didn't really look um, Like he did anything outstanding to me So um you know, not taking anything away from him I think the, uh, the court is still out On whether or not he can play a season Without getting hurt at his size And with his past history So it should be interesting Miami's defense is really playing well uh, But Murray, I mean, he's, he's a much different challenge Than the Rams' Jared Goff was Especially on the road um, know, Coming off a bye So I, I think that uh, the Dolphins are going to be tested and I think that the Cardinals are actually going to win this game. So um, I'm picking that one. I'm thinking that Miami's going down. Patriots at the Jets. What happened to the Patriots? Um, obviously, the best thing that could happen to the Patriots or any other team in the NFL is that you play the Jets. Nothing like getting your... Uh, momentum going against uh, a team as they do play in the Jets. So I look for the Patriots to win by about two touchdowns. Jets haven't won anything all season. Um, half the time it looks as though they're playing in slow motion. Patriots are still playing hard for Bill Belichick, and I think that Cam Newton will probably have a uh, uh, pretty decent game against an inept Jets secondary uh Patriots are much more talented, obviously much more disciplined, and I think that the um, Belichick-led team will win this one pretty easily. So um would love to hear your thoughts. Like I said, the biggest game this weekend is the Bucs. Um, I think that if you look at the Bucks' schedule so far this year, they have gotten better uh, each week. Uh, they may have one blip there in the game, I think it was a monday night game but um you know you do look at the team and you do see them gelling on all levels so i do look for that to be the best game of the week i'm glad it's a sunday night game i would love to hear your thoughts again check in sports at power 901.com we'll be right back to keep the show going on the gb sports show on power 90.1
2: shopusa.com or 813
0: now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back, Tampa sports fans. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the college football games today. Of course, let's start with our Gators here. Uh, number 8, Florida at number 5, Georgia up in Jacksonville. That's a 3.30 game today. Obviously, biggest game of the season for the Gators. Top... Game, uh, this season so far for the SEC as well. It's one of the nation's fiercest rivalries, and Georgia has won uh, the last uh, three meetings, I believe, to help secure the uh, SEC East. So, um, I think the winner of this game is going to find itself in Atlanta for the SEC championship game next month. Um, you know, like I said, Georgia has a three-game run and kind of upended the pecking order in the division, but I've got to give the edge to uh, the Gators with their quarterback, Kyle Trask. He's uh, had an outstanding season so far. And I think that uh, when it comes right down to it, I I think that Florida is more than capable of staying with Georgia all game long and then pulling it out at the end. So um, let's hope that uh, Florida does pull off that one. Also, couple other good games today. You have Michigan at Indiana. That's a noontime game. Indiana is number 13 in the country. Michigan is number 23. Uh, it's actually the highest rating or ranking, if you will, that the Hoosiers have had since uh, 1987 when they were 11th in the country. Um, you know, and they beat Penn State to open the season. Um so I think that if you look at this game, uh, who Michigan has played so far, and um, you know who Indiana has played, I think that um, you know Michigan holds the slight edge in games, and I do look for the Wolverines to pull this game out uh, in the end. Arizona State at number twenty, USC. That's also noon. So you know the Pac-12 now they're playing in the. Eastern games, which actually uh, Eastern time zone game slots, which means a 9 a.m. kickoff for some of these teams out there. Um, think about that. Think about playing the game at 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it's also the first Pac-12 game of the season. Uh, going to see what happens. I think that uh, Oregon goes into the season as the perceived favorite out there in the Pac-12, but um, you know, USC is going to have something to say about it. And the quarterback for Arizona State, if you've seen uh, Jaden Daniels play, I mean, he's definitely a talent. It's fun to watch and he definitely loves playing the game. So I look for that one to be a, uh, a good game to watch as well. Uh, the big one, of course, is going to be Clemson, ranked number one in the country at number four in Notre Dame. That's a seven o'clock game start tonight. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence will not be starting for uh, Clemson Uh, you know he has COVID he's out with mild symptoms so he was the Heisman favorite best player in the country um, supposed to win but I do think that you know by him being out it does give someone else um, another chance to go out there and next man up and start playing so let's see what G-Day Ugudeli does you know they're going to be playing against a tough Notre Dame defense it's um, going to have to do what's on the road against a, uh, a college football playoff contender in Notre Dame. So I think that uh, that's going to be the, the top couple games of the weekend from a college standpoint. would love to hear your thoughts on the college football season so far. Uh, has your team met their expectations? If you're a Florida State fan, uh, perhaps a Hurricane fan, UCF Knights, tell me what you're thinking about Will your team um, win their conference? Do you think they'll get to uh, the uh, a bowl game of, of your choice? Let me know what you're thinking on, um, on all those fronts. Again, email sports at power at 901.com. Do you think the Gators will hang on to be able to win this week? Um, I, I actually do. I think they'll be able to. It should be a great game. Looking forward to it. Uh, what else do you want to talk about on the college level? Anything you want to, of course, you can um, email or call uh, the number here. As always, 877-448-7901. Take your calls and see what you say. We'll be right back on the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
0: There's a lot going on at The Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at The Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer, and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, cornhole, and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook. Or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back. We've got that, too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1.
1: Welcome back, sports fans. We're in the the above-the-rim session of the show right now. And I want to take a, a second to look at the differences between what the NFL is doing and what Major League Baseball did with some violations to the uh, protocols for the COVID-19. Just this week, in the last day or two, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders were being fined $500,000 and stripped of a six-round pick in the 2021 draft. Uh, in addition to that, Coach Gruden was docked an additional 150000 for what uh, the team deems as brazen and repeated violations of the COVID-19 protocols. I think, you know, if you look at it, the team owner, um, Mark Davis, is going to appeal everything, obviously. So it's unfortunate that certain things outside the protocol are things being focused on rather than the positive steps we've taken as an organization. Um, he says that they are taking steps to prevent the spread of anything, and anyone in the building can attest to all the steps. You know, the guys are really working hard for everything. I mean, Vegas had already been fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars prior to this, and Gruden another hundred thousand for not wearing his mask properly during the week's um, d- during the week two home opener game. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, when you look at these fines, I, I think it's a little bit. Uh, over the top, if you, if you ask me my opinion. Uh, and then, you know, let's compare that. Compare that to Major League Baseball coming out today saying Justin Turner for his antics in game six of the World Series. When he went out there, he was. It told them he had COVID in the eighth inning of the game. He went out there. Nonetheless, when the Dodgers won out to the field and took off his mask, uh, taking pictures in the, in the celebration after the game and, and going through, you know, all, all the nuances out there of, 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 you know, hugging people and posing for pictures and, and all that stuff. So look at the two uh, the parallels, if you will, of how baseball acted. They're doing absolutely nothing for a brazen protocol violation. Not only a protocol violation, but a common sense violation, if you ask me. There you have someone who was um, told they were positive with the virus. um, From a selfish standpoint, he went out there anyway. He said that, you know, he apologized to the team. The team wanted him to be out there. And, you know, some story that they insisted he be out there. All I'm saying is that, number one, he should not have been out there period, that's it, anything else, I, I, I'm not going to buy anybody telling me anything differently about that scenario, and then you have the other end of the spectrum with what the NFL is doing with somebody's fines for, like we just talked about, the, the Vegas Raiders there, so would love to hear your thoughts on that, uh, if you want to email me, sports at power901.com, I mean, you're in the middle of a game. You're yelling your face mask. You can't You can't really talk sometimes through a face mask. You're, you're around the players every day anyway. I mean, I think it's just a, a double standard, and I think uh, it gets a little bit uh, ridiculous uh, after a while to see somebody's fines and everything else going on. But, again, that's just my opinion. We'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, again, if you want to check in on it let me know what you think and are they going overboard with some of these precautions? And, and yes, it's out there. The virus is out there. People are getting it. People are getting the flu as well. And it's getting to the point where, you know, how long before you start to reopen things up, is it getting worse right now in some parts of the country? It is. I think down here in Florida, we've been able to um, be fortunate to a point where, it's not maybe as prevalent as some of the other areas of the country. Knock on wood, hopefully it stays that way. Um, but I think some of these uh, things that are put in place are just a little bit hard to take at this point. Again, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about the uh, election that we had this week. Just in closing here, um, I know everyone is probably pretty much drained from everything, but I couldn't do a show without talking for a second above it, uh, about it. Uh, I see a huge division, a huge rift in this country with the people that, um, that their views on one candidate or the other, whether the person you voted for uh, is winning or will win or didn't win or isn't going to win, uh, whatever it might be. I, I hope that there is some type of semblance of decency uh, talking with your friends or your family or neighbors when it comes to it. And if you can't discuss you no know, politics without going off the deep end, then, then don't talk about it. If someone brings it up, just respectfully decline to talk about it because more and more I see people really losing good friends or losing, um, you know, Uh, acquaintances that they've had. And in some cases, family members aren't talking. It's really gone to the point where there's such a division that it's, it's, you know, I I can't even put it into words um, of how it uh, appears and how it feels sometimes, but it's been a very draining week with the election. I'm sure that uh, when everything shakes out, um, it, it, there'll be some type of finalization to it, one way or the other. My hopes is that we can get to some kind of uh, agreement to disagree, if you will, and move on and worry about you know staying healthy throughout the winter here and um, making sure that everyone's back to work and um, staying you know staying healthy. So as always, I want you to stay vigilant. I want you to stay safe. Above all, stay positive. Love to hear any of your comments. Guys, have a great weekend. Look forward to hearing you next week on the Jimmy B Sports Show. I've been your host, Jim Barron. Thank you for listening. Talk to you soon.